I'm Richard Stanley, and you're listening to Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. They should have left it as a good trilogy and called it that. Well, for all those folks out there listening, wondering what's going on, we're doing an episode of the Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie show. How oh, yeah. That? With James Lamond, guest Me. extraordinaire. Yes, sir. Me. That's right. One yes. of our favorite guests to have on the show. This will be a very stylized, slow fade in talking before the big introduction. It'll be very uh, dramatic. 1940s uh, back room jazz hall about to shoot some dope, you know, fucking play some taps. We did Prohibition our, era speakeasy style. Yeah, we're recording our tunes and we forgot the mic was on and we're about to catch some convos, that type of deal. That's what we're about to catch. So, with that being said, you know, I've heard, I've heard when it comes to James, there's two things that he loves in this world more than anything else. <laughs> and those things are the horror film and the video game. Yes. So we bring him on our show today to discuss the, the, the companionship of these two mediums when they join forces in holy matrimony. To, to become video games about horror movies. Ah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ooh. I'm scared already. I'm terrified. Mortified. What came first? Your love for the horror movies or your love for the horror video games? Shit. Um, Good one, yeah. That is, that is uh, actually a tough question, muddled by many years of uh, high-test scotch. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Um... I'm going to say that it really kind of came up all at the same time. Like, I know we've talked about, you know, whether we're hanging out or just like on a show or something like, like horrors in my blood. Like I've, I've been, I've been a horror fan since I was like three, but I've also like, I picked up an Atari paddle when I was three too. So it's like the, these things are like worked hand in hand. Like my parents were gamers. Um, my parents were horror fans. So like when you're a kid, you do what your parents do because that's your only influence really. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been, I've been gaming from the jump, like not, not necessarily the jump. I'm not, I'm not 50 years old. So I didn't have like a pong or anything. Hey, watch it. I'm getting there. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, I, I like Atari. Atari was the first system I had in my house. Yeah. And so I, I pretty much picked it up from there. And um, that's pretty much when they started to, like, actually do, like, licensed games was with Atari, too. Yeah. Like, like Indiana Jones and, like, other shit like that. Was it like, I think uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yeah. Halloween, Halloween were Atari. Yeah. They were unlicensed, though. That was, that was the thing about them. Well, was that the wizard? Because Char- I know Charlie Band actually had his hand, which is very – I was uh, – I was very. I had a smile on my face when I found this up. That Charlie Band had his hand hands in the gaming rights for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Evil Dead. Um, yeah, and Halloween, I believe. Yeah, the the thing about those games, though, and that's why they're so hard to find now, and they're such a collector's item. Though those early 
Atari, uh, horror Atari games were that they weren't actually licensed by Atari because it was real easy to develop for these systems yeah. and kind of pirate. Like even um, NES had a bunch of pirate games like that too. Um, so they were officially licensed, but they weren't officially licensed by Atari. So it was really hard to get your hands on them. I did have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game though. I did have I did have that particular game. Now that was like um, like the the floppy disk, right? Um, that like with the the gate, like the actual cartridge was like a, a floppy disk, or was that yeah, that? yeah? Ba- no, no. Basically, that that's essentially what it was. Was yeah. you would plug this weird looking thing that didn't look like an Atari cartridge into the top of your system, and yeah, yeah, like the little I, square, almost like almost like a like it looked like an eight, a little mini eight track. Yeah, basically, yeah, perfect. The floppy disk. Now we feel really old because that, you know, people have died. Dude, I said eight track. Eight track is yeah, very. (laughs) That kind of beats the floppy disk. (laughs) If that's not carbon dating, I don't know what is. Seriously, we're we're old. Yeah, you gotta. You know, when computers first started, you remember you had to throw a a hard disk in them just to like get them to start going. It's kind of crazy how far. You know, computer and video games in general has come, but like, yeah, I, I mean, but you're you're not wrong. I mean, the Apple II yeah. was basically, you know, it had no OS. Like, you couldn't just flick your Apple II on and it would do stuff. You had to put programs into it on a floppy disk, kind of like a video game system. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oregon left- Trail, baby, Oregon Trail. Yes, oh, yeah. the the OG <laughs> horror game, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. The wild, where the West got really wild. Seriously, we had a in television was like the system, the oldest system we had in our ho- household. Um, all types of those weird, you know, those sides like those scrolling um, centipede games and like Pac Man and stuff like that. I think there was a pong game for it. Um, yeah, I think I played it once ever. Yeah. It had a really weird controller compared to Atari. It did, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was like had a silver, weird silver dial. It looked like a alien fucking machine. Yeah, Spaceship, it did, though. You know? It did, though. It's wild. Yeah, my, yeah, my dad was kind of like, he was big with uh, with the vid game things and like uh, PC stuff. We'll get into PC eventually, too, but like Doom. I think Doom was probably gigantically huge for anybody. Uh, like the break of that popping off, you know what I mean? That was that was the uh, that was that would that changed everything. Doom, yeah. it was Doom changed Diablo with the computer in, on the computer too. Basically, yeah, Blizzard and ID, man, they they changed they changed everything um, about how we game, hands down. And Diablo and Doom are the, probably the two games that really broke out yeah. and created a, a modern gaming. Duke Nukem. You gotta credit Duke Nukem. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein was big deal. Yeah. Did you guys ever play um, Rise of the Triad, I think it was? Rise of the Triad? Triad, yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, I, I did play that. that I was did play good, that. I liked that game. That was cool. The, 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 the fun thing about that was when um, when you get up, like, you could you'd shoot the part, like, you know you'd have to shoot somebody three times, so if you, if you shot them twice... It would like bring them down to their knees, and then you can move it and give them like a headshot. Yeah, like I, yeah. I always thought that was a fun little, you know. Mm-hmm. That was uh, well, they blame Columbine for that, right? 
Something like that. <laughs> I think everything's gotten blamed for Columbine at some point or another. Uh, I know. Speak, uh, Marilyn Manson in the news, big Columbine, getting blamed for the Columbine. Ah, now. He's boy. He's crazy wild. Uh, that guy. What a weird guy. I've, I've heard of accusations coming out about him lately. Yeah, but seriously, you kind of expect it, though. I feel. Uh, yeah, well, you know, not to get too much into that. I don't want to get too off topic. But yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I've hung out with the guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? We, yeah. He's now, uh, on, now we have to talk hear about this topic. I want to hear about this topic real quick. There's some shit I can't talk about. Really? That bad, huh? Oh, really? Well, just self-incrimination, pleading the yeah, 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 yeah. Still, um, interesting. But yeah, no, he. Uh, I won't say that he's wrong. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Yeah, it ended when when we left. He massaged my beard, okay. and I was not enamored by this, and I didn't find it very attractive. I was very concerned with where his hands had been. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. I agree with but that. But yeah, no, um, he's a weird cat. Uh, and anybody that's incredibly surprised that accusations of this nature have come out about him, no. yeah, no, th- this didn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, not at all. It, the, the, <clears throat> the thing that's funny about it is you would have thought she would have gotten out of Dodge a lot sooner than she did. Well, I mean, well, there's a victim, you know, she was... No, I know, probably, she was young. She was, Probably a super fan at one point too. I mean, I mean that's that's not for me to say one way or the other whether she was she made the right call getting out when she did or didn't. But I mean, abuse it it, it can be hard to walk away from. Man, Stockholm syndrome's a thing, right? And um, I feel for Evan Rachel Wood, and I feel for all the other ladies that have come out and said it. But all I'll say is, is while I can't prove one way or the next, I will say that having actually interacted with the man on, on a, on a non fan versus famous person level, just, just, just hanging out with the dude. It doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. I don't think anybody, if somebody tells me that they're surprised, I'd say, have you ever heard of Marilyn Manson before? Have you ever listened to a Marilyn Manson song before 1998? He lays it. He laid it all out there. I was a fan. Yeah, I was a fan, a big fan when I was a teenager. But he lays it all out there. He's how not. Much, he's not hiding it. Yeah. How much of a drop off has has his whole? I know him being on top of the world at one point. You know, in the in the last like ten years or so. Like, when was his biggest peak? You think? I think Mechanical Animals was the beginning of the end. He just went to Hollywood, you think, maybe? Of um, Well, I, I give the guy, as an artist, I have a lot of respect for him. As an artist. Yeah. Separating the man from his, from his work. Yeah. As an artist, I have an incredible amount of respect for him because he does what he wants to do. He does not give a fuck I can tell you this personal experience. He does not give a single rancid fuck about what his viewer base is or how many fucking people follow him on Twitter where he is an artist in the truest sense in that he creates things because he wants to create them. And it's really not about the business when it comes to him creating his art. Right. Um, 
that's good and bad. I feel like he put out a persona for the first like three or four releases that he completely 180'd on and alienated a lot of his fans. And I think that started with Mechanical Animals because it was a very different departure. Like, he's coming out like, you know, I'm the, well, not him saying it, but, you know, that whole, his whole album, Antichrist Superstar, is about the rise of the Antichrist and him being a rock superstar. And that's how, you know, the Antichrist sucks in people and, you know, heavily inferring that he was this Antichrist superstar. And that's, that's the persona he played. And then the next thing you know, he's coming out looking like Bowie with fake tits. You know, yeah. and I mean that's that's a that's a incredible amount of respect for him, but at the same time, like it's like you cut off your your nose to spite your face there, bud. Like there's a lot of people that aren't going to follow that. You know, I think you're just pushing the shock and awe too much, or I, I don't think that? I don't. The thing about it is with that guy is, um, I used to think he was a shock rocker. I did. Yeah. Um. Now I realize that it's really he just doesn't fucking care. Yeah. You know? He just doesn't give a shit. He yeah. he does what he does because he does it. He doesn't care who's um shocked by it or not shocked by it. Yeah. He he may have created this stage persona at some point it might have been for the money, but I, I at this point, like, I feel like the guy could just go at one well before all this happened. He could have just gone out and been himself with no makeup or nothing and just done the set the way it was and everybody would have understood. The guy's almost 50. Right. You know, but he still does it, like, that way. Yeah. At least he did it. I don't know. I don't know who's going to pick him up for a tour now, but. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember what the first horror movie video game you ever played was? Well, we had already touched on it slightly before we came on air but um <laughs> the first one that i actually like vehemently adamantly obsessively had to play and beat nonstop was friday the 13th the uh good old yes. ljn yeah yeah uh, that fucking game <laughs> <laughs> it upset a lot of people uh, to this day, I still haven't beaten it. No? No. Did you get the action figure? I know you're a man of action figures. Um, I have... <clears throat> I'm sorry, they're not readily available to for me to grab. Yeah, 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 no worries. But I have the NECA Ultimate variant, um, the one in the box one. With with the with the J with the Friday the Thirteenth game colors, yeah. and then I actually have the clothed one too as well. Okay. Yeah. Basically, when it comes to Jason, I probably have it. Yeah. Um, more than likely. Uh, but yeah, no, I do have both of those, and I do have the retro painted mask. The mask yeah. from from Neca as well. I okay. do like that. I do like that color scheme a lot. It's uh, in the new Friday the Thirteenth game. They have that skin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, they I know keep the bringing new Friday the Thirteenth game. I I kind of briefly have have played that on the um that PlayStation store thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to check it out and like, what a difference in the graphics when you go back to like the Nintendo version from oh, like, yeah. the eighties, how far it's come. Like, it's awesome when you see him actually like throw somebody up against a tree, can actually see the blood splatters and it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, 
whatever you want to call the pixels or whatever, and like the original ones. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they've they've come a long way. Yeah, it's like absolutely, it's like it's like playing a live movie while you're you know killing everybody. It is. Yeah. It it is. Be the, you can be Jason the counselor. I think that's a cool element to it. Yeah. You know, the, I, the good I, guy. Well, play Jason as the good guy, and uh, <laughs> the counselors are all the bad guys. I I enjoy the um the 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 the, the concept that they created with that. Which is, you know, the, the, the asymmetrical multiplayer where you got seven counselors and one guy's playing Jason and it's like, you know can you outsmart him? Is he a good yeah. is he good at this? And you know, player skill comes into factor too. Like a good Jason will make it feel like you're in a horror movie because you'll never see him coming. You'll never you know, next thing you know he's grabbing you and it's it's out of nowhere. Yeah. And I a shitty Jason will you'll all escape, you know. But I I, I think the be- I think when that game's on its when 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 it's firing on all cylinders, and you have a bunch of capable counselors and a very capable Jason, you get an intense experience that really you can't find anywhere else in the horror world. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of the uh, Jason that Tom Savini uh, designed for the game? The Savini Jason, yeah. um, with the pitchfork and stuff. Yeah, uh, he's not my favorite. Um, so, I, w- I was a Kickstarter backer, and yeah. I do have the uh, I do have that on that my on the Xbox. I have the pitchfork Jason. I do not have don't have it on PS4. Like when you know where we all group up and stuff. But um, no, nah, I mean it wasn't my favorite. I'm a part six guy through and through. Yeah, that's 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 my Jason. That's the guy I want to play. Yeah. Um, but the design itself is just badass. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just badass. Like I want a movie with that Jason and that Trident and him coming up from hell to just fuck shit up because he looks gnarly. <laughs> would you support Maybe. an animated Jason movie? I would. Good man. I would. Good man. I would absolutely just not Why CGI. Not? I want to see some hand drawn. Yeah. I mean, there's if there's if there can be comic toy. books of Nightmare on Elm Street, why not? You know, for sure. You know, they, they had there was an issue with the game, right, where it got held up for a long time, or didn't it get pulled from stores or something? No, it never got pulled from stores. What happened was, um, Gun Media, the developers, yeah. had this really long timeline of content, right? And they were making good on all their promises. Like, they were putting out new skins, new kills for Jason, um, new versions of the maps, new maps entirely, uh, new counselors. Like, I know a bunch of the guys in the the game now, like Mitch and Fox from Part 3 and stuff, are in there. Um, What happened was Sean S. Cunningham and Victor Miller are dicks. Yeah. And decided to fight over the the likeness the the concept rights, not even the actual film rights, the concept rights, which held up everything merchandising wise. It held up everything Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. NECA couldn't make new Jason figures. Friday the Thirteenth, the game couldn't make new content, even though they had stuff. They were literally like weeks from dropping Jason X and a space station level. And, like, you know, having that going on. That'd be cool, yeah. It would have been cool, but they froze it and... No pun intended. 
yeah, no pun intended, Jason X Frozen. Um, And then Gun Media and Ilphonic just didn't have the money to wait. So Ilphonic went on to make the new Predator game. And Gun Media... What'd you say, Matt? Hunting Ground, right? Yeah, yeah. A little different, a little different, but definitely worth the play. It's a good game. I bought it. I haven't. I haven't opened it up yet. I got four games. I got to open up still. <laughs> well, when you get around to hunting ground, you let me know. I let you friend. know. Yeah, that's that's one that I'm usually itching itching to find a group of people to play with. You need a group in that game. You, yeah. Coordination is fucking key in, in yeah. Predator Hunting. Ground. Like that was it? Like the horror version of Call of Duty, almost. Yes, basically. You got four heavily armed commandos. And they are supposed to be doing these counterterrorism missions in the jungle while being hunted by one player playing a predator. So you've got enemy AI trying to shoot you while the predator is also trying to kill you. So you have to be like really talking to each other and working together and stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't cut it when you pick up a bunch of random people. You gotta, you really need a team to, to, to make that game work. So I think that's, I think that's kind of why my thing with, not playing video games so much anymore because a lot of the really good games tend to be better played if you have a group of people and I it just I don't know my anxiety goes through the roof when I think about having to do anything with a group anymore so I'd rather just sit and play Resident Evil by myself even if it means I'm getting my ass handed to me no I I mean I was about to say I there there's plenty of horror offerings in video games these days for single players. I personally... I like The Last of Us. I the Last that of was- Us was awesome. The Last of Us was fantastic. Um, but personally, unless I'm grouping up with the horror crew on online, because there's a bunch of us yeah. in there, um, unless I'm grouping up with them to play stuff multiplayer, I, I really don't bother with multiplayer. I prefer single player games. I'd much rather play Resident Evil than try to play those games online with random people I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm actually with you there, 100%, Melissa. I just, I don't know. There, there's games that I can play over and over and over again. Um, Castlevania, which isn't a movie-based horror game, but it's definitely horror. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, all of those, I'm an addict. And it's spiritual successor Bloodborne, um, which, yeah. I, which I post about a lot on the social medias and whatnot videos ghosts and, and goblins stuff. fuck yeah they're actually remaking ghosts and goblins i hope so they are i used to, I used to get really into like parasite eve even though even to this day i Hell still yeah. haven't seen in that game <laughs> that up, would be uh, a game i would love to see on a place on the playstation platform now yeah if they want to revamp a game parasite eve is one i would love to see revamped never say never um remakes are you know they i'm a dozen but in 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 video games, remakes are becoming the fucking the in thing. Yeah, there's a ton of them. They just remade Resident Evil two and three. Yep, I have those. Those are so good, so fucking good. So I know we were going to talk about big, older. It's such a big oh, difference cool. from p- playing the remakes of those games as opposed to the '90s PlayStation games. I've gotten so accustomed. They changed a lot of things. Yeah, no, they did. And they really did an impeccable job with those. Oh, um, uh, yeah, because like, here I am thinking, oh, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to beat it in my two hours, and we're going to be 
fine and dandy. Yeah, no, it didn't work like that. No, <laughs> totally no, different. No, they're they're very different games, and I think that with the with the Resident Evil two and three remakes, Resident they kind of put Resident Evil back on track yeah. to being horror games. Whereas um, the last couple of insomnia, not seven, seven was actually my probably my favorite horror game of the last decade. Besides maybe Alien Isolation, but if we have time, we'll talk about that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but no, they 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 course corrected and went from action movie stuff, which is what the games were reflecting, which I blame the later Resident Evil movies on and influencing, kind of coming around full circle and influencing the games yeah. to be more like the movies, yeah. which what well, didn't work out. But they were they're going in a more horror direction now. Like Resident Evil Eight looks phenomenal. I can't wait. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that games are going back to being scary. I like, yeah, I it's, like, like it's it's pretty funny because like my dad's pushing seventy, and I've got him hooked on the Resident Evil games. So you know, I'll randomly go over there if he's not playing Resident Evil. He's playing Borderlands with my five year old yeah. nephew sitting next to him, going, "Get that one, Papa! Get that one!" <laughs> like, Hell yeah! That's what's up. <laughs> They, re- they revamped Shadow of the Beast, too. You guys ever played that game? No. You mean Shadow of the Colossus? No, Shadow of the Beast, I believe it is. It's where you're like a demon that's exiled and you have to, like, kill off all these demons to, like... Uh, like, you're, you're, you're a demon that, like... You're a slave demon, and then you rise mm. up against your demon, demon master type deal. Holy shit. I, my buddy turned me on to it. It's like an old way. It's an Atari game, I believe, that they revamped for PS4, I think it was. Um, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go look that up because <laughs> I've never heard of that. On the on the P, whenever PS4 drops those big sales from like uh, throwback ones where they go 90%, I always cruise those and I find I get a lot of my games off of those sales. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good economic uh, thoughts there. I like that. We're living in hard times. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Be conscious exactly. of these things. Exactly. That's why I've been playing the same video games over and over again for all year. You just brought up Alien Isolation. That's a classic game. Holy shit! Oh my god! I don't even know how to explain how much I love that game, Matt. I really don't. Compared no, that to game Marine is absolutely Corps. gorgeous. Like the Alien, like one of the. It, earliest alien games I re- I can remember playing I think was on my on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, I want to say, and even then, like I would not play that game. Like I love. Usually, it was m- most of the time when I start playing video games. It's like two o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep, or at the time I, it was because that's when I was coming in from work. So that was my mm-hmm. way to unwind after work. Two a.m. sitting there, you know, blowing up zombies and garbage barrels and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like, but yeah, I would yeah. not fuck with none of the alien games at 2 a.m. because the games are so dark. And, like, when an alien would jump out of fucking nowhere, it would I'd scream or whatever and then wake yeah. up the entire fucking house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isolation was nerve-wracking, if I remember correctly. Oh, dude. I got it down here, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was intense. And it was long, which was probably the best and worst part about it because nobody... Nobody should be that terrified for 30 hours. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, no, like it shouldn't happen. That's not, that's cruel. Yeah. But the game was just so fucking good. Like, oh my God. 
have you played any? Have you played any of oh, like the virtual reality? Have you played any good horror video games with that? You know the thing about VR. Um, I have a PSVR, and there's some there's some good stuff. Um, uh, Paul, you know, partner in crime, Paul, yep. my cam my my camera master. He has the uh, the Oculus Quest two. So we've been we've been dipping our toes into the VR thing, and um, I don't think it's quite ready for a full blown horror game yet. Like demos, um, small short things like that you could play for like twenty minutes and put down, great. But it's just not it's not at a high enough quality yet, in my opinion, to where we can get a full blown horror game and. Um, have it be, have it really sell you. Yeah, like um, you, where you actually have like Freddy Krueger or Jason, or it looks like he's actually there. One of them are actually going to yeah. physically murder yeah. you. Yeah, one of the first things I did when I got my PSVR was I popped in Resident Evil Seven because it's VR compatible, and I wanted to give that a go. Um, it was scary. Don't get me wrong, um, but if you haven't done virtual reality before. Um, words of the wise, it's very disorienting. Yeah. Very disorienting. Um, which is why I say it's good for things in 20 minute bursts and not trying to play a whole ass on. Cause the only, the only two games that I, I have three VR games now. I have Doom VR, the Resident Evil 7, and the Iron Man VR, which is what came with it when I bought the, the, the VR setup. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it's it's something I, I can put that I can play for like twenty minutes tops, and then I'm like, okay, whoa, especially especially fast paced stuff like Doom, um, was like just I was discombobulated, my depth perception was fucked for like three hours after I played it. It was it was it was nuts, yeah. um, in a good way, in a good way. It's definitely really believable, but I think a horror, a full blown horror experience, they just need to add some creature comforts to the experience, like a lighter weight headset. Yeah. Cause they are more, heavy, more padding. Um, so you're not knocking yourself out every time, like something scares you. You're, you're not like, you know, worried about taking a tooth out because you're like spinning into something. Um, yeah, you're going to have to gear up with elbow pads, knee pads, chest plate. Seriously though, seriously <laughs> though, like you gotta, like, especially with Resident Evil 7, cause if you play, I don't even know if either of you have played Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I've played some, all of them. There's some seriously intense shit, then you know, Melissa, there's some yeah. seriously intense shit that goes on in you. Now imagine it in virtual reality. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm trying to picture now and I, I'd get hurt, I'd hurt myself because, I have like I don't have virtual reality glasses for the for the PlayStation, but I have like virtual reality glasses where you can put your phone into it and do yeah. different yeah. ones. And I was just doing a stupid Jurassic Park one, and I walked into a wall in my house. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I started walking around trying to like touch things. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, oh, look at the brontosaurus. Let me, you know, and then boom, right into the wall I go. Everybody had a great laugh on that for like a good okay. 10 minutes. I'm going to tell you exactly what point in Resident Evil 7 I used the VR, Melissa, and you'll understand why I, I probably uh, have some issues. The first time Ethan fights Joe, the dad. Yep. The first boss fight with him. I tried that in VR. Oh, God. 
that was a mistake. <laughs> you should have went easier, like a less intense moment to start it off. <laughs> no, seriously though, I seriously though, I completely agree. It was it was not it was not my finest hour. Like I was, I fell on the ground. I thought I was going to crap myself. It was it was yeah. But yeah, no, I I mean, th- there's some smaller experiences. Like there's this like shark attack demo. Yeah. On the PSVR, it's only a, it's only like two minutes long, but you're in the ocean, getting eaten and, by jaws. No, no, no! It, you, you're just floating in the ocean, and it, like it like happens when you least it, like it happens at random. Like yeah. you're just like looking around, and like you might catch like a, a dorsal fin yeah, yeah, as yeah. a shadow in the water, and then you might catch a tail, and the next thing you know, you look down. And just these mammoth jaws coming to get you. And you're like, oh, shit. That's probably the best thing in VR I've done yet. And it scared the absolute bejesus out of me. So now let's do all of this tripping on acid. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mel. Could you imagine? Like, you no. probably have, you'd literally have a heart attack. No, I'd die. You'd die. You could like, die. Literally, I would the, die. The, the one part of the game that he's talking about right now is just, it's really intense. So... Tripping on acid with VR, yeah, you're gonna end, you're gonna end up hurting yourself badly. No, I'm no, those days are beyond are, are behind <laughs> me at this point. Like, no, I know we're promoting the delinquency of minors now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, don't trouble. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. That's bad. Yeah, no, you. drugs are not fun. You could do a nice nightmare in Elm Street virtual reality. Think of the possibilities of that being done right. I'm. Well, they kind of touched on that in the movie. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I mean. Like every so that the would dream be world, the, the right way. The dream world would be really something else. You know what I mean? If you could really, you know, really master that virtually. I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street is one of those properties that didn't. If there was ever anything that was begging for a video game, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Like a, a good, a modern video game. Because you could go real quick to go with what 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 James just said. In the dream world, you could do the same sequence with the shark, but the shark's Freddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very yeah, easy like to do. Yeah, like that scene in, in part four where she's laying on the beach and his claws right. running up the sand. Right. Yeah. That would be no. fucking dope with VR. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry <laughs> no, to cut you off. No worries. But no, Friday, uh, not Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street really lends itself to the, 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 the free form madness that can become a video game. You know, everything else, like you can, you can kind of get some kind of version of on, as a video game anyway, if not playing Friday the 13th, the game dead by daylight and it's numerous DLCs for scream, Halloween, blah, blah, evil yeah. dead, yada, 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 yada. Um, cause they've seemed to have tapped into every license known to man at this point to play the same fucking thing over and over again. I'm not a big dead by daylight fan, just throwing it out there. Um, but nightmare on Elm street, like, even just a plain single player game, yeah. just like a like a Resident Evil style horror game, like Nightmare on Elm Street would be awesome. Like, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. I think that would be great. I'm what? not even gonna lie. I've I've been digging the last two Mortal Kombat games because they've had like Freddy. They have Freddy Krueger and Leatherface. Well, they've and... been. Sell- I bet they've been selling games for them by putting those extra people in there for sure. Oh, oh, of course. Of That's course. what that was. What made me go out and buy it because, like, like I said, I don't. I lately, like, I have the attention span of a gnat. So, like, 
20 minutes playing video games and then I'm done. But like Mortal Kombat, being able to play as Predator or, you know, uh, I think Jason Voorhees is on the the Mortal Kombat XL. Yeah. They changed them up a little bit between 11. So, but. James, you got it. You got an opinion on why you think there was only just an NES version of Nightmare on Elm Street and why they never did a PlayStation 2 or 3 or 4 version of it? I, yeah. Or even Xbox, because yeah. graphic-wise. Right. I mean, I really think that a lot of movie licenses that we think would be like surefire for video games... Sometimes, sometimes it's just, it's, it's the people that hold them that aren't up for it. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of, especially stuff that's like, uh, the early horror stuff that, 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 that the rights were never really planned out for. Right. Cause like when they made the first nightmare in Elm street or they made Friday the 13th or Halloween, they weren't expecting success. They were expecting yeah. five people to watch it, and that was that. Yeah. But those movies exploded, so nobody had really locked down merchandising rights and like all this stuff. And I think the NES games, both both the Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday the Thirteenth, were released by LJN um, before that company went kaput. Um, and I mean, I think well, I mean like. It's just, it's it's a thing where some people, you know, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street game on NES didn't do very well. Yeah. You know, it didn't sell a ton of copies. And I mean, the night that Friday the 13th game only basically exists in absolute infamy. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's nigh unfucking playable. Yeah. And I think that that put a bad taste in, I mean, New Line's mouth, because I believe New Line already had Jason in its stable at that point. Um, it probably put a bad taste in their mouth to say, well, this isn't making us any money. Why the fuck would we do it again? Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, it's Hollywood. And we both know that Hollywood, they're not there to make movies. They're not there to make art. They're there to make money. Right. Yeah. And if they're not going to make money from it, they're not going to waste the time. It's and I think that's why it took so long. But... Yeah, but I think it's actually good in a way that they didn't, because I feel like games had to evolve a little bit before we got something complex enough to be a good experience with those things, because obviously... On the NES, SNES, what did we have? We had, you could walk from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. You could jump over a thing. You could jump on a thing. Yeah. And maybe you could swing a weapon. That was that was the extent of what you had. Yep. Obviously, you know, we look at the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th games now from back then, and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Because that's all you could do. Right down to the music for them. Yeah, no. It was all right, Mel. Come on. It sucked. Come on now. It all sucked. It all sucked. It did. I mean, there's great 8-bit soundtracks out there with with non with completely memorable tones. 
like, you know, more established video games like the Marios and the Zeldas of the world. But no, the, the, the Nightmare on the Street music was terrible. It was like... Like, it was like four notes. Yeah, I listened to that in the car all day long. That's all I listened to. And you, it, it was... <laughs> they could only produce... It was called 8-bit for a reason. They could only yeah. produce 8 sounds per whatever. And so, like, the whole thing was boiled down to four notes that they actually played back twice. And it just, when you have a, like, I mean, especially the Harry Manfredini screen, uh, soundtrack for, you know, Friday. We're talking about some complex, actually really well done music. Yeah. That you're trying to boil down to eight notes. It just, it doesn't work. You know, my inner musician cries. <laughs> How cool would it have been to get that uh, Freddy's Dead video game that they play in the in the movie? Oh, oh, what, what? When he's getting Spencer? Yeah, I just want the glove. That could that would have been a, they could have. That was a great tease of what could have been a good game. I agree. They were I halfway agree. there; they could have finished it. I agree. But I want the glove. I want Freddy's glove. The power glove. Yeah, dude. Now I'm playing I'm with surpri- power. I'm surprised dead. they never made a little like fake prop power glove. You know. The way they made the um, the hoverboard well, for Back to the Future. There, I mean, Nintendo did have a glove out at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, someone creative could have customized their own, and you know, just started selling them. Then, if people, if we, well, I mean, we could still do that shit now. We could find one online. Yeah, they wanted to. They wanted to use the actual power glove, but Nintendo was going to sue the shit out of them. <laughs> and and uh, Bob Shea basically said fuck it we're doing it anyway <laughs> and that's that's hey. why the power I'm, I, truth to power man go go bust open the fucking never sleep again documentary it's four hours long but when you get to the Freddy dead segment Bob Shea's like yeah yeah I know we weren't supposed to use the power glove fuck him <laughs> anyway I love it <laughs> Bob Shea is a good man. He seems so sweet. I can never, I can never picture him telling anybody to go fuck him. Fuck I know, him. I know. I hear about all the arguments that him and Wes Craven used to get into, and I'm like, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was about money. What's a video game that, well, or movie, either way, that you'd like to see made horror wise? As far as, okay, so whether a so, video game I want to see made into a movie or a movie I want to see made yep. into a video game. Both. Well, with this Both. episode, well, well, but since we're, we're going to do, do a follow-up episode, Mad Mel, I know you hate my guts now. But since <laughs> you do the follow-up, we'll do, for this episode, we'll do uh, a horror movie that he would love to see turn into a video game. A horror movie that I would love to see turn into a video game. It's Let's consult the wall. Film. Let's consult the, a Serbian film. No, <laughs> that baby you get. That, yeah, I can just see absolutely the gold, not. The gold I'm kid. I keep. I keep. I the keep. baby's head while you're banging it out. That's no, not that movie is so disturbing on so many levels. It's fucking terrible. No, it's a. It's you know what though. Like side Wait, note, I can't well, believe. I honestly can't believe I watched that whole movie. Side note on, on that. While I'm thinking of what movie I'd want to use, a Serbian film. Is a really well made film. It is. It is. It is an incredibly well made film. It's just disturbing. It's just. It's something that I don't think I could ever possibly watch again. That's just me. 
But I want to buy a copy of it just to have it. That's why Serbian film is so effective is because you're watching it like a high production, classy looking film. It looks slick and smooth and beautiful. It looks like you're watching a Sundance artistic film, but the subject matter of it is horrifying. Yes. Yes, I agree. And if, if if that formula was any different, the movie wouldn't have been a success like it is. You're absolutely right. If you want to call it a success. And I think it, it, I think it is only well, right, yeah, because he had to go to court for his life. Whenever you have to go yeah, to court for your life, it's a, it's a success. Success it's cemented. Just, it's, it's just one of those movies, though, that even though you you've heard the rumors, you've heard how awful it is, you have to see it for yourself just to see if the rumors are are, are true. I'm very. Did he ever come back from that? You know, in situations like that, did he ever get to make another movie, or was that kind of it? Well, I mean, in Serbia. Oh, he's still he's popping over in Serbia. No, they have a very oh. tight lock on what you can and like. You get one shot at things, yeah. And if they don't like it, you don't do it again because they have men with AK forty sevens that tell you that you can't do that again. Like at the like at the end of Serbian film, those men. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those very men. Yeah, and I don't uh, think I don't think they appreciated what he was trying to say with the movie about yeah. their government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that he's allowed to do it in Serbia. Now, if he ever gets out of there, sure. <laughs> yeah, if I'm he's surprised. Still around. I'm sure he could go fund me some a bu- nice budget to make something. Okay. Okay, I thought about it. I thought All about right. it. I consulted the wall. I got <laughs> it. I would have said I want an updated Evil Dead game, but they're doing that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That That's coming out in a couple of months, actually. I'm pretty stoked. So... I would love to see an it game. I support that. Yes, I support that. Okay, wait, wait. But but I actually have a full pitch for this. Okay, it's not just an it game, and it's not you don't play as you don't play as Bill or Richie or anything. I want to see it in a separate time, separate place. You play as a kid, but you're not special. You don't have like some special that, powers. You're not one of the losers club. You are just a kid that's got to find his way to survive the 27 days that Pennywise is, is awake before he goes to sleep for another 27 years. And if you get caught by Pennywise, if you get tricked, you get yanked into the sewer, your arm gets pulled up, you're dead, you're done, you got to start over. I like that. I like that. I support that. Hell yeah. You, you can incorporate the other characters throughout the story, you know what I mean? If you want it'll to. Be exactly. like, it'll, it'll be like the teenagers in Springfield, you know, when he had to get Alice to bring the new kids. That would be cool because you could do things like, you know, introduce a character and that think they're on your side and that you follow them into the woods or whatever and then it turns out to be Pennywise. Bingo. Make it like... Uh, I mean, it does not have to be a complicated investigative kind of concept, but, yes. you know, you got to watch for clues, like ticks, like, like you know how Pennywise, like, the, the newer Pennywise, well, based on the newer Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. You know how, like, he'd freeze and not talk? Yep. Yeah. And, like, he, or he'd, like, randomly drool. Mm-hmm. Like, there'd be signs, there'd be ticks, there'd be yeah. things that you could pick up on to say, okay, this character's not who it is. And, you know, you, you could get some elaborate chase sequences in there and, you know, it could be fun. It could be fun. 
it could be horrifying. I mean, yeah, like, I completely. I would never that. want to be a ten-year-old with oh, some yeah. psychotic, demonic, cannibal clown running around trying to eat me. That but, game VR with the deadlight scene. Yeah, how would you feel about a VR um, a game about the whole universe of Stephen King? The whole thing? The whole universe. The whole entire thing. Epic journey. Epic so we're, journey. So we're basically like Dark Tower. It's, yeah, every, every, everything. So pretty much in, yeah. we're going on like You could have a whole, you could, you VR. could, you could have a different story, but everything would be intertwined into it type deal. Okay. Okay. So, so kind of like a Castle Rock. Yeah, you know how, yeah, you know how the different stories, they leak into each other? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. like the game would be its own like its own story. It'd be like yeah. if it was a new book or a new movie, but everything mm-hmm. else intertwines throughout the whole thing. I would be in heaven. Yeah. You know, I love me some King. Um, I, I think it would definitely make sense to do it in, in from the, from the point of the dark tower. Um, because that is all intertwined. Yeah. In, in it's all involved in the, um, in in that realm, in the middle verse, if you will. So I I mean maybe not playing the gunslinger, mm. maybe not playing Roland, but playing a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe before the man in black came around and fucked everybody's life up, um, would be would be fucking badass. Um, because you could have some action elements. You're a gunslinger, so you're gonna shoot stuff. You know. And yeah. it's it's a wide sweeping. I mean, people love those open world games these days, and they got to be the size of fucking Greenland. Apparently, why not? I mean, that would be open up plenty of opportunities for that kind of stuff and expandability. You know, they love to make DLCs, so it's like, well, guys, we're gonna introduce the Shining in this in this DLC, and we're gonna have this whole new area with the Overlook Hotel, and you know. That could be fucking dope. That would be a cool, you know, those games there. Uh, there was the a game elevator that- opens up, the blood pours out, and Pennywise walks through the middle of it. Exactly. <laughs> like, those kind of mashups. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's a, um, there was a, there's a, a type of game where, like, you just kind of, you, you just unravel a story as you go, and you can pick what to do. Yeah, the so choose-your-own-adventure thing. Yeah, yeah, that, like a Shining game, like, that would be cool. Um, a Maximum Overdrive game would be pretty dope, too. Like Twisted Metal. Like a Twisted Metal or Grand Theft Auto type vibe where you go to battle. You can, Except you can you're battle. just a person. That's yeah, the yeah, part yeah. that's got to make it. That's where the horror yeah. comes from. Yeah. You're, you're Emilio Estevez yeah. and you're getting hunted down by machines yeah. that are mad at you. I, I'd be I'd be all over that. I mean, I don't I, – out of all like Stephen King's properties, I think that's probably least likely. And he's never got a video game, right? No. Um, like Clive Barker got the got, – the video game. You got that Jericho video game, right? Yeah, you got Jericho. He got Jericho, which actually became a show, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah. At some point. Um, yeah, he did. He got Jericho. Uh, Raimi got Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of different Evil Dead games. Yeah, the Evil There is what? Is Fistful of Boomstick the second one or the first one? That's the second one. The first one was Hail to the King, which Hail played a lot King. like Resident Evil. Yeah. It was that tank controller, like the old Resident Evil games. Yeah. This full of boomstick was definitely more like action, third person, open world action game, and which was, was fun. Re- Regenerator or something like that as well, I think. there That was like right before like PS3 and 360 came out. But it was basically just um, Fistful of Boomstick again with 
some new levels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still good. Yeah, I'm excited like you are for that new Evil Dead game. That kind of popped up on it. At least for me, not following it, it popped up out of nowhere. No, it did. It it did. Um, The Game Awards this year, uh, they usually launch uh, or announce, you know, a couple of big things at the the Game Awards. And that just popped up out of nowhere. Um, Especially amongst, like, you know, our group, everybody got really buzzed started buzzing about it because Friday the 13th, uh, the game's kind of dying off. They, yeah. they shut the, they shut the dedicated servers off. Like, so 2020 sucked. Here you go, guys. Here's a new evil dead. Basically, basically it. It, was, <laughs> it was a gift from the gods yeah. <laughs> and it looks fun. It looks fun. It, lo- it looks like very, uh, resident evilly, the newer resident evil games, but only, you know, more tongue in cheek, more yeah. fun, obviously than, than it's not as much horror. In that sense, but no, it looks at it's multiplayer. I mean, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Let's let's kill some fucking deadites. I'm in it. I'm in. It's gonna be great. Bruce Campbell flirted with the idea. I think he teased the idea of a video game for years because they go back and forth with. Before the show came about, there was it was either going to be a video game or a movie or a show, and it was just going back and forth and back and forth. And I yeah. didn't think we're ever going to see. Yeah, I didn't think we we're ever going to see another video game. But it was, no, I'm glad me either. Now we got what we got the sh- we got three seasons of the show we got the video game and they got a new movie and the yeah. show like weirdly ended a little dreary I think in the way of like uh, like I remember it Bruce definitely got Cam- canceled before I was yeah, ready for it to be Bruce over. Campbell had some he said something that was kind of like um, like I guess nobody wants it like he knows people want it you know what I mean but it was like I guess nobody wants it it got canceled type deal. Um, that's one of those, they, they'll always be able to kind of reboot that. And him, him, Sam and Rob Tapert keep that very close to the heart, which is why, you know, it stays true, worth doing. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, the video, the video game would be cool. Yeah, no, I think Evil Dead as a franchise, not just the movies, not just the show or anything, as a franchise, they give a shit about the quality. Yeah. So I have no doubts that the game's going to be a good fucking time. Yeah, they stay. Uh, they stay strong. You know, it's good. Sam, uh, gotta love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi is the best. Mm-hmm. What's the longest you've sat and played a video game for? Because you got so into it, you forgot how long you were playing. Um, that's actually a pretty easy answer. My first time playing Bloodborne. Um, little history. Okay, I am a Castlevania nut. I've been a Castlevania nut since the first one came out on NES. And then they stopped making Castlevania games. It was really upsetting. So then I discovered this series of games that were very Castlevania-esque, but they weren't Castlevania, which is called Dark Souls. Um, Very challenging games, which I like. I, I play everything on the hardest setting I can because I'm a masochist. And... Dark Souls was a was a challenge, and I, I appreciated that. And I played through the first Dark Souls game, and I was like, man, I would kill if this was, like, horror-based. Because it is horror, but it's, like, medieval dark fantasy kind of horror. It's yeah, not yeah. like what I what, – when I think of, like, Castlevania and I think of gothic horror. Yeah. I was like, I wanted a gothic horror game that played like this. Next thing I knew – they announced Bloodborne for PS4, and it's a Victorian gothic horror game that plays like Castlevania and Dark Souls. 
I couldn't. So once been... again, the heavens have opened up for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's, the game's been out for a while. It's been out for like five years or so. But still, I, I'll I will play through it at least. I play it at least once a month at this point. I've beaten it more times than I can count, but I play it at least a little bit of it at least once a month. I love this fucking game. I think you beat the whole game in an hour now, and it's supposed to be like thirteen hours of gameplay. <laughs> I my my fastest run to date is about two hours and thirty minutes. Um, but no, the first time I played Bloodborne, I sat down, I booted it into my system at like eight in the morning, and Sounds next like thing. Next thing I knew, it was, like, four in the afternoon. So, like, eight solid hours. I I did not get out of a chair, and I just played the shit out of that game. Yeah, no, it's, like, the perfect perfect combination of everything I could ever want in a game. It's horror. It's kind of an RPG. It's intensely difficult. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's everything I want in a video game. So like yeah, the first time I played that, I could I couldn't take my eyes off of it for eight hours. Do you ever see the Fright Night game? I think that was hell cool. yeah, dude. That game I watched my buddy play that like a month ago. That was like I was surprised how good that looked. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, they actually borrowed some of the code from that game to make the Bram Stoker's Dracula game that came yeah. out on Super Nintendo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that game. That game was good. I don't care what anybody See, I, says. I, just, I, I was just only into like the Resident Evil game, so I didn't know about any of these ones because, you know, <laughs> like when I was playing video games as a kid, I was that I was the Mario Brothers, you know, in Twisted Metal, and like all the all the little baby games that were mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no, these ain't I was going to have sweet dreams at night and not nightmares. <laughs> yeah, no, these, none of these games. I mean... I mean, none of these games are going to keep you up at night. No, I mean, I no, mean, Resident not- Evil. Maybe some, maybe some of the older, you know, the newer Resident Evil games would be scary. But like the side scroller stuff, nobody ever thought that was scary. Yeah, God yeah. no. Like, <laughs> just the blood splatters themselves were like, oh my god, really? Yeah, no, it's corny. It was, it was, it was, but they were working within the limitations of what they had. Yeah, what they I, had. I mean, you look at horror games these days, and they're scarier than most movies. Like, they're fucking terrifying. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. You a big fan of the Warriors video game when that came out? That Rockstar game? I was all about that game. Yeah, I was, was all about game. that game. Yeah. Basically, if it has Rockstar on the front of the cover, I'm at least interested. Right. Because they're, they're, they're a quality development team. There's another company too I like, and I keep, right now like it, the name is escaping me. But they put out a lot of dope games that I, when I was like sick and not working and had nothing to do but play video games that I was into. Um, what games? Was it Blizzard? Oh yeah, Blizzard. Blizzard the football game. Maybe Blizzard. Blizzard does. Uh, they did World of Warcraft. They did Diablo. Yep. All right. So okay. So uh, I was playing Overwatch. Diablo. I think they did a lot yeah. of the rock, the the rock, the Guitar Hero. I think games. The Activision. Was- the Activision does does the Guitar Hero games, but they're the same company now. So yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, because yeah. I was like playing a lot of those type of games. <laughs> did you get you get wrapped up in Guitar Hero when that uh, popped on the scene? I remember that was like the party game of all. Time. I was. I was. Uh, 
I know you're a fan. Fun fact: I've never actually been particularly like great at Guitar Hero, um, because I actually play a guitar. I've heard that, yeah. Um, so the concept of hitting the five buttons, like I, I want to play faster, yeah, than the game will let me. And it, I, I always like screw up really badly because I, I can't retrain my brain to not play it like I would play a guitar. Yeah. Whereas um, I don't know how to play a guitar, so I can play Guitar Hero with a guitar behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 not into like it's. There's really like. I've always found this entertaining about Guitar Hero because there's really a huge disconnect between actually playing guitar and playing guitar hero. Like you can be amazing at guitar hero, but obviously you're going to pick up a guitar and not know what the fuck you're doing, which it's, but it's vice versa too. Like I can play a guitar just fine. Um, but I pick up those controllers. I'm literally all thumbs. I have no idea what, like it just, my brain wants to do things faster than the game wants me to do them. Yeah. So I it just screws me all up. <laughs> You're trying to win. You get that win mentality, man. That yeah. whammy bar that to draw out the notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My cousin couldn't play guitar hero for that same reason. He's a guitar player. But that game was like the shit. Mel, did you play that back in the day at parties and stuff? Oh, I, I had every single... I still have them. I have every I guitar them. hero game, every karaoke game, every sing star, anything that came out with anything musical-wise, I have. Well, I, I just did the guitar. No drums. Yeah, I, I, I had drums the, yeah, the rock band. I did all of that because, my, like, at the time, my uh, my ex, his cousin, his little cousins would come over all the time and hang out because they lived next door. So every afternoon after they got out of school, they'd all come over and play video games for, like, two, three hours because they yeah. all knew I was home and would want someone to hang out with for a bit. Because I've been home by myself all day. So they come over, we play some video games, shoot some zombies, play some rock bands, and then call it a night. Was there ever a Bruce Lee video game? I feel like there, there was. was. I feel like there, there was. was, right? There was for um like PS two or three or something. Yeah, like no, it was PS two and Xbox. I yeah. believe it I believe it was called uh Dragon Bruce Lee, something like that. Yeah. But no, there was a Bruce Lee video game. I want to find that. I remember that being fun for some reason. I'm pretty sure that there's a full library of PS2 games on emulators at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you'd be able to track that down somewhere yeah. or another. Um, at least I think so. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really dive down the the, uh, the emulator wormhole yeah. too much. There's know? a game that came out. I can't remember if it was on PlayStation or PlayStation 2. It was called Fear Effect. It was like a two-disc set. and you Yeah, were, you that were was PlayStation like a, 1. You were like an assassin or something, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah that was love, PlayStation 1. I would love to see that one revamped. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yes. With that whole like Kill Bill, Bill vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really did, though. It really yeah, felt like the, that. That, that game was... would be dope as hell now if that came back out. Like, I agree. Golden Eye. Golden Eye is not a horror movie game, but that like reinvent. I remember that big, fucking was a j- big deal at the time when the Golden that Eye changed. That before. Oh my god. <laughs> Golden Eye. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I cannot even tell you how many fucking hours I played that goddamn game. Yeah. Sitting in front of my TV with my my three best friends, one of which was. 
the priest at the beginning of the box, Jason Banville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. He's. We've been friends since we were like six years old, and we would sit in front of my because I was the only one with an N sixty four. Everybody else in my neighborhood had a fucking PlayStation. I was late to the game on the PlayStation. I had N sixty four first, but I had Goldeneye, and I was the only person who had Goldeneye, and I was the only to have four people play at the same fucking time. So we were always at my place playing. Playing that Mario Kart sixty four, oh, yeah. Killer Instinct. Um, but yeah, Goldeneye. Holy shit, man! Oh my god, so many, so many hours before, before we knew what first person shooter multiplayer would become. Yeah, you know, <laughs> obviously this is years before Call of Duty was even a thing. Yeah, and oh my god, yeah, no Goldeneye. Holy shit, such a good game. Good Do you remember Resident uh, Evil's first attempt at being like uh? The single, the like first person shooter. Yes. Like that game was absolute garbage. Like, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was like a, it wasn't even a first person shooter. It was an on the rails shooter, like a House of the Dead game from the arcade. You'd like, automatically walk from room to room and just, oh, spooky stuff, shoot at it, and then go to the next room. And, like, that just, like, if you have a light gun, all right. But trying to do that with a controller is, like, why? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, because it's it mm. kill easier. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. I agree with you. That movie, that game was a piece of shit. I think it's the only, it's, it's the red-headed stepchild of the series. Yes, <laughs> it, it really is. Mostly everything else in the series is it hasn't been too bad. Like, I didn't like how action-y 5 and 6 were, but they were still good games. So like they were still playable. Like I didn't want to gouge my eyes out cause I was, I was bought it. So yeah, yeah. they were still it's, competent. <laughs> it's just so funny how many different series of games have come out of that one particular brand. Oh, it's like, fucking wild. The Chronicle, you, you, cause you got the Chronicles, you have the outbreaks. Yeah, like uh, there's, there was there was Resident Raccoon City Chronicles. There was yep. uh, Resident Evil Outbreak, mm. Revelations. Yep, which is my personal favorite. I like that shoot. one. Um, yeah. Revelations one and two. They were fucking awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Melissa. The the legacy of Resident Evil will uh, will fucking endure. That's and why I'm, I'm kind of curious. I can't wait to see the, this new movie. The the new movie is going to be. I, I have a lot of faith in this new movie, the the reboot. I really do. I think it's going to be really good. If now, anything, there... the special effects will be more dope. Yeah, it's all practical. Would you like to do a Resident Evil film one day? Is that a bucket list thing or? Nope. Stay away from it. I thought you might. I, yeah. I I feel like I feel like that's uh that's a. Uh, that's a uh, license. That's I mean, we're on we're on our second go around now. We'll be seeing yeah. the the first movie from the rebooted series uh, in like uh, what uh, half a year? I yeah. believe it's coming out in October. Um, nah, it's not. There's not something I can say about Resident Evil that hasn't been done. And there's not anything that I could do with Resident Evil that George Romero didn't do thirty years before Resident Evil came out. Right. So that's not something that I, as a filmmaker, I would ever, I would ever touch. Now, somebody said, hey, James, do you want to make a Bloodborne movie? Fuck all over it. 
all yeah. over it. I know that game up, down, in right now. I will do it justice. Give me the license. That's a different story. You want to take on Silent Hill? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no. Now the only uh, the Road to Fiddler's Green is that the only game they ever gave George Romero? I don't yep. know. It was PC, which I like. My brother bought it for me for Christmas. Very nice surprise. Great game. It uh, was a great game. It was a great game. game. I still got it to this day. The uh, that, that was all Romero ever got. Surprise. Very interesting. Although, although. Fun fact, OG, not the director's cut, but the OG version of Resident Evil, first Resident Evil from 1996, credits George Romero as an as a inspirational consultant. Well, that was nice of them. Because, I mean, a little on the nose, if you ask me. Yeah, no right. shit. Yeah, but- <laughs> there, would, there would be no zombies if it wasn't for him. <laughs> no. Wasn't he attached to the, the res- original Resident Evil film for a little bit to direct? He was, but when they when they when when he saw what they were going to do to it, yeah. he passed. And then Paul W.S. Anderson was like, well, I'm not making a Wonderworld movie today. I'll butcher this for you, sure. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I hate that guy. <laughs> I think the only like I like and then House of the Dead. I liked the game, hated the movie. Well, uh, all right, wait, 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 wait. That, that I got. I like that three sixty shot a lot. I remember when I seen mm-hmm. that three sixty shot for the first time, and that oh. movie, I was like, nice. But yeah, the rest of it and Clint Howard was fun. He's usually yeah. fun. Clint Howard's fun in everything. Yeah, because yeah, he's just so random usually that... Your boy, your boy Sid Hegg's in that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't like the movie. Well, <laughs> he probably here's, No, here's the thing with the House of the Dead movie. I get... I give Uwe Boll a pass because he knows what he is and what he does. I used to shit on Uwe Boll big time. Yeah. I did. I used to shit on it, dude, because obviously he makes schlock. And yeah. he makes schlock even on the lower grade than the schlockiest of our friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even when our friends go lowbrow, they're still doing it better than Uwe Bowl is. But he owns it. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. He does not fucking care. And I can't help but respect that. I really can't. Because he's, he's like, dead. yeah, I know this is a piece of shit. Fuck you. I don't care. We're making a movie. Eat my dick. It's, that's how the guy is. And yeah, it's, the second I, one was even worse than the first one was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk, wait, you know what, though? Since we're talking about Blood Rain. Blood Rain. I was waiting for that. Yeah. That's, 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 ugh, that's, I'm going to throw up in a fucking trash can. Thinking about that's that. even worse. Yeah, because like, would they make three of those? Yeah. And you know what's funny about that? They made three of them, and Uwe Boll directed every single fucking one of them. You gotta believe it. <laughs> and they just got worse as they went. No, they started off at the bottom rung, and they just stayed there. None of the, no, there's nothing redeeming about any of those. At least House of the Dead had a solid cast. It had memorable parts. It had some awesome shots, like Matt said. It had the 360 shot. Blood Rain, there is nothing. There's nothing. There's Ben Kingsley die up phoning it in for a fucking paycheck. And <laughs> End of movie. End of movie. Roll credits. <laughs> I did enjoy Postal. Postal's a fun movie. I think I think that's him prime Uwe Bull. Yeah. Saying, all right. Now I'm going to make a good movie because it is good. <laughs> it is good. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. It's his best movie. Yeah, sure. 
I like how he wants to fight all his critics, too. I gotta laugh at that. <laughs> this is what I mean, though. Up. The dude doesn't fucking care. He beats him up. That's the best part. He beats him up. I mean, he's got a lot. If he wants to fight all of his critics, he's got a long list. A long list. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that I mean, he's he's the butt of a joke almost, you know, daily. <laughs> I think he said something about Quentin Tarantino. I think about like, why do they give? Why does Quentin Tarantino get to make all the movies he wants to make? I'm just as good as him. Don't uh, quote me. I think he said something like that though. Uh, I was like, oh well. I I mean. I think that the they definitely have an ego in common. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna, com- you're gonna <coughs> compare yourself to Quentin Tarantino. That sounds oh. like something Guy Ritchie would say. I feel. Yeah, that is something Guy Ritchie would say. Guy, Guy, Guy Ritchie, but from him, it's not surprising either. Guy Ritchie's a poor man's Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, but I was well, but he can back it up a little bit better than we both can. Oh, oh, yeah, come on, because sure, Snatch sure. wasn't that bad of a movie. Oh, no, no, I'm not taking anything away from, <laughs> from Guy Ritchie. I actually liked that one. <laughs> yeah. Guy Ritchie's good style, too, you know. He's he's like he's like the British Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, True. I'll say that. He's not as Quentin Tarantino as Quentin Tarantino, but you know. Quentin's not even as Quentin as he used to be. Nah, he's really That's not. how it goes. Nah. I mean... He's still one of the bigger, bigger fish. One of the better ones. If, if you know, you can at least be entertained by a Tarantino movie. You know, you're gonna be entertained by it. You're, you're, you're gonna find something in it you like. Yeah. Generally, unless you know you're not fond of white people saying racial slurs, because there's a lot of that going on in his movies. But you know, whatever. I guess. <laughs> Spike Lee don't like Quentin Tarantino. No, I don't think Spike Lee's ever liked Quentin Tarantino because he says that he gets a pass for that shit. They came out right around the same time. You know, Spike Lee's movies are very racial, too. Um, I don't know. I feel like um, in, in the big spectrum of things, what do you, you guys think? I'd say Quentin probably has a bigger impact on film. What do you guys think? How do I word this? Um... <laughs> Do the yes. right thing is a masterpiece, and do the right thing is his best film. I love Do the Right Thing. Do uh, the Right Thing was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but if I'm being brutally honest, I feel like Quentin has a much more consistent track record. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he say he's managed to stay more relevant. Yeah, there's that too. There's there's the relevancy factor. Like, Quinn found ways to reinvent himself over the last 30 years, right? Like, he didn't come out of the gate with Reservoir Dogs and say, well, we're just going to do this. Yeah. Like, he did Reservoir Dogs, he did Pulp Fiction, they felt very similar, and then he changed the game up. You know, he's done, I mean, Quentin Tarantino's done crime drama, he's done samurai fucking kung fu movies. Yeah. He produced uh, The Man with the Iron Fist with the RZA. Yep. Um, I don't I think mean, he, he likes had, he had his hand that, in with um, that Planet Terror movie. The Man with the Iron Fist was uh, the movie with the horrible plot. Yeah, it wasn't good. That was... I didn't say it was a good movie. I just said that you know, he tried something new. No, and... I, complete, yeah. Complete, we give complete credit to the RZA. Mad Mel is a gigantic fan of the RZA. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, 
I am arguably of, among among the five hundred eight crew. Uh, I am arguably the biggest Wu Tang Clan fan, yeah. and have been since I was a wee tyke. Um, I love the RZA. I actually was lucky enough to see the RZA live score the thirty six chambers at the Coolidge before <laughs> all this nonsense went down. Uh, amazing guy, know. amazing guy, amazing performance. Just to see that happening. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, incredibly talented guy. And he just had a new movie come out. Uh, Cutthroat City. What, he directed it? Yes. He directed it, yes. Yep. Uh, way better than The Man with the Iron Fist. Yeah. I think the, I think The Man with the Iron Fist just got out of his... I think it's just so much movie. There was so much locations, props, wardrobe. It was such like a... Well, I mean, they're so big into that. Into that so whole huge. style of film that you know i think that's why you can go gung-ho with that but i I, and matt uh you're also a filmmaker so you can back me up on this too if you can love something but if you don't have the nuts and bolts of how to uh, of of knowledge yeah of how to create that thing then you know it's gonna fuck up like, I know RZA and Quentin Tarantino are huge kung fu movie fans. I'm a huge kung fu movie fan. You yeah. know what I'm never going to make? A fucking kung, kung fu movie. Right. Because I don't know hiding her hair yeah. um, from fight choreography. Now, if I ever get in with somebody that knows fight choreography and is a stuntman, fuck yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to remake the seven golden vampires meet Dracula and shit. Fuck yeah. yes. I'm all over that shit. But... <laughs> I don't, and it's not in my wheelhouse right now, so I'm not going to attempt it. I don't think I, I don't think just loving something is enough. Like, like don't step outside your pay grade. Stay, stick with what you know. Yeah, like I love horror movies. So what did I do? I studied the shit out of horror movies. I learned how to fucking make horror movies because that's what I wanted to do. Now I'm knowledgeable at making horror films. If someone wanted me to make a romantic comedy, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say no because I don't know how to fucking make a romantic comedy. A horror romantic comedy. Nah, Warm Bodies was already made, Mel. Nobody wants more. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants a sequel to that. <laughs> surprised there is more. For somebody to say a better one, you know. I'm surprised there are more Quentin movies. You know, he got he does a. I mean, uh, Quentin, yeah, Quentin video games. He's got yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Like a, he did Reservoir, have. They had a PC game, I know. Yeah, they did. But you could um, have a game for any. Kill Bill could have had a game. I think know, Kill I mean? Bill would be the best game. I think Kill, Kill Bill would be the best to translate to a video game. You know, you could do. Think about doing Jackie Brown as like a like a crime noir where you kind of follow clues and stuff. You know what I mean? And have some exciting parts. You could do all types of weird things. Well, with that, with that, with that format that rocks for me with L.A. Noir. Yeah, like that. The game. Yeah, they could totally play out a Jackie Brown game like that. But I think, as far as like commercially successful video games, Kill Bill all the Kill fucking Bill way. Be a big deal, yeah. Like if you did Kill Bill Volume Three, but made it a video game, it would sell like fucking hotcakes, in my opinion. And you could have Bill could be in it at that point. Yeah, exactly. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's got cans of B roll of carotene though somewhere. Um, well, everybody's deep faking shit anyway. We'd get a fucking carotene whether we wanted one or not. I bet, yeah, that's true. I bet, but QT is so natural with everything. I'd probably hit probably big. Like, I'm not doing that CGI shit, and I'm sure he has footage away somewhere. You know what I mean? Of just maybe t- takes that went a little longer, 
you throw. know, improv, stuff like that. You don't throw that ex- stuff away. The extended version of The Hateful Eight is five and a half hours long. <laughs> exactly. The There's original cut was three. Cut <laughs> yeah, right? Like... <laughs> So you know there's something there's probably probably like a twelve hour friggin' length Kill there's Bill the, Volume One and Two. There's exactly. Like, there's the Quentin cuts that Quentin has at his house that are like the fourteen hour long cuts of his movies that you have to watch with him. Seriously though. I'd be down though. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd do it. Just to say that I fucking did it, but I mean like just make sure the snacks keep coming and the bathroom is nearby. Exactly. Like, keep <laughs> keep my stomach full and I will sit here and watch whatever cut of whatever you want to show me, man. <laughs> Did we bring up the Thing video game? I was oh. just getting ready to say that. I believe there's two of them, right? There was an NES and then there's a PlayStation 2 or the 3? NES, it was PlayStation 2. Yeah, yeah. I remember the PlayStation 2 version. Yeah, the NES one was one of those that kind of fell through the cracks because it was an unlicensed game, which was a thing that was rampant in the cartridge days, as we discussed earlier. But the PS2 one, that was actually a really good fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not being great game, man. Yeah. And it was, like, interesting because it was, like, right when the rest of us kind of caught on that the thing was a really good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I mean, classically, a lot of uh, horror fans all know that the thing was a complete dud at the box office and didn't right. only, it only garnered its cult status years later with our generation, really. It, it didn't, our parents didn't fucking get it, but we, we ate that, sh- we ate that movie up like hotcakes. And that's, that's where the game came from. And oh, dude, that game was good. That game was just, Terrifying, terrifying, because you, you just didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know who. Yeah, that's thing. that's one I wouldn't mind seeing on a newer platform now. That'd be a cool revamp game. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's a little far away for a remaster. They'd probably have to rebuild it from the ground up. But I do think that, like, especially now, I feel like Carpenter's whole filmography is more popular than it's ever been. Um. Especially with like you know, uh, Scream Factory, what they with all the re-releasing they've done of uh, his whole his whole list, really. Um, I think the thing catalog, yeah, his whole catalog's up there. You could, and I think that, that yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing um, is more popular of a film than it's ever been. And I think that this would definitely be. I love the. I mean, they're not going to. Obviously, you're not going to see it on PS4. It would be a PS5, Xbox Series X thing at this point. But holy shit, that would be so cool because that game was just so damn good. Yeah, they should definitely redo that up. That'd be cool. Like they live. Imagine seeing they live in a video game. That'd be cool. Fuck yeah, that would be fucking great. Probably any of the old '80s horror movies would have. Or like, would you be? Great video games now. Escape from New York would make a fucking devastating game, too. I agree. I agree. That would be fucking... uh, An open world. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto-esque. Exactly. I remember at one point there was a third film they wanted to do called Escape from the Universe, which was going to be... John John Carpenter was going to write and direct, and Kurt Russell was going to be Snake Plissken. They, that would be a great video game because, like you said, you could literally go throughout the whole entire fucking universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. The, I think. Uh, hey, if we can put the if we can put Jason in space. If we can put the Leprechaun in space. 
why not? Making that too. I mean, I mean, classically speaking, generally when they go to space, it's not a good thing, right? But <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I picture a Critters game too, like an arcade, like a Terminator Two arcade game with an Uzi. Where you're like on the back of a truck and critters are a big ball of critters are rolling in. That'd be you. fucking. You have to keep shooting it and it starts badass. to get smaller. I want that with VR. <laughs> it's smaller as you shoot it and then it builds up as it eats I shit think, in the yeah. road. That'd be dope. I think that would have worked out. I think that would have worked out best um, if it's 1997 yeah. and I'm at the mall and I see one of those shoot 'em up arcade games with like the plastic gun. Yep. Like a light gun game. That would have been a perfect light gun game. That's Terminator 2. That's what I'm saying. That Terminator 2 game with the Uzi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I I pictured. We don't have a lot of arcades around here anymore, unfortunately. I know. It's very unfortunate. No, what do we we really have? Like Dave and Buster's? That's it. Pretty much. That's it. Like, I I miss all those little old, like, we used to have DG's Arcade and, um... What was the name of the the one that was in the mall that everybody used to go to? Like, and now you, like I said, it was small. Cut. Yeah, every like this probably every t- this like shoe store size ones tucked away and like I, I assume well, got, there's well, still malls well, you got out there somewhere. Now, yeah, because you got like these little bars <laughs> that are opening up with the arcade style games in them now. You, you remember so, when you would go? Remember when you would go to the bar and you would have the fucking Pac Man table and shit? Fuck yeah! I would love to have one of those fucking tables. My goodness, you know I. I have a passion for Street Fighter. Yeah. And it has taken me to probably the last eight arcades in in this state. Um, yeah, no, they're few and far between at this point. Um, well, you own your own house now, so you could always, you know, buy a Street Fighter arcade game and, like, turn your basement into a game room. Listen... I'm not confirming nor denying that there may <laughs> there may very well be a fucking Street Fighter Four, uh, a little mini cabinet. arcade version. Oh no, no, it's it's full size. Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> but uh, Hell yeah, yeah no. full size. Hell yeah! No, I actually I I, I got lucky. I, I I caught it. Um, it was broken and. Round one, which was one of the last main arcades we had around here, was closing. And they had the old school, well, not old school, but their Japanese style. Yeah. Um, Japanese style arcade cabinets were not made to be stood up at. They sit down when they play ar- when they play at their arcades with like the pachinko machines and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's a sit down setup. And it was broken. Um, it needed a, a part. And I was like, well, I want it anyway. He's like, I'll give it to you for X amount of extremely cheap dollars if you can get it out of here. I was like, as it happens, it fits in my CRV. I'm going home with it. Yeah. Um, it don't work. I'm working on trying to track down the parts. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely do have a functioning Super Street Fighter 4 uh, arcade machine. That's yeah, kind of dope. Yeah, I'd love to own one of them. Um, the man cave is real. The man cave is everywhere at this point. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I'm actually going to do with the thing. Um, but yeah, no. Once I track down the parts that I need to make it work, yeah, there's going to be some uh, 
fun times post COVID going on at the, the Lamond household. <laughs> Word up. Yeah, I get some uh, uh, Lucky and Wild. I always wanted to have that arcade, the one with the gun and the steering wheel. Oh, yeah, 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 That yeah. was really cool. What was uh, that? One person drove and one person shot, right? We could yeah. do both, but you could have, it could be two people. Yeah. The X-Men arcade game was really cool. That would oh, be dope to have. Hell the Simpsons, yeah. The Simpsons had a really cool arcade game. Anything that had, like, a really good arcade run yeah. is going to run you back a big amount of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're better off finding someone who has a bunch and just killing them in the night. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I got I got lucky with the Street Fighter Four cabinet <laughs> because Street Fighter Four didn't do extremely well arcade wise over here because it was already on home console, being yeah. able to play it online and whatnot. Um, arcades are still a very big thing in Japan, though. So oh, these yeah. Japanese cabinets are uh, cheaper. Because they they make a lot more of them, um, in that regard. But like old school stuff like that, like an X Men setup or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Turtles oh in God, Time. Um, I think I forgot where I saw it. I I want to say it was at one of the first Rhode Island Comic Cons I went to. There was a, a video game company or something. Not like a company, yeah, but good. like they had a, a Nightmare on Elm Street pinball machine. That yeah. they brought with them that they had for sale. I want yeah. that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he was charging a pretty penny for that. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. As Never mind know, having to take it home. Yeah. As you can imagine, um, being a horror collector and a video game enthusiast, I've, I've stumbled across quite a few of that, those kinds of things. Um, yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street pinball machine um, was a very limited tiny tiny run of pinball machines there's only a there's only a small three digit number of them in existence um so that guy was probably charging a five digit number for it i would say Mm. at the minimum oh yeah because he had signs all over it like don't touch don't lean don't do this don't breathe on it for sale yeah yeah no, he was probably showing it off more than taking serious bids on it because they are. Yeah, well, I mean, he article. said if somebody wanted it, he'd sell it, but it was probably going to be even more than what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would oh. be willing to spend for it at that particular moment. No, you, 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 your money would be better spent buying a car. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like that's that's the money you're talking about. I don't want to give up my firstborn for a video game yeah. as much as I'd want it. Yeah, no, it's it's it, the, you're talking about something that the only the the rich and the people with space have have the use for. You yeah. know, like he may get a buyer for it, and they may drop as much as I paid, you know, as a down payment on you know my car, yeah. um, to, to just to get a fucking sniff, get them to sniff. At possibly selling it, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like this is this is this is like the high end collectors. Love. This is like unpainted prototype Boba Fett action figure <laughs> levels. This stuff that like is so out of our out of our unicorn. Reach as, the as unicorn. There is a unicorn pickup. It is a <laughs> unicorn pickup, hands down. That is one of those things that's just mythical. Yep. Wow, we actually managed to almost do this for two hours just talking about video games. Well, we're not done yet. I wow. know, we're but I know finish. more about video games than I thought I did. <laughs> <We're> gonna... 
wild. What are, what are some of the uh, the newer horror films that we've seen turned into video games in recent years? I know World War Z was a game that I, I had a lot of fun with, and I enjoyed the movie, too. Yeah, well, I think it's a better game than it is a movie. Yeah. That's facts. That's just my opinion. Um, I didn't I hate on the movie. It was weird seeing Brad Pitt in a zombie movie. I couldn't wrap my head around that for, for a while. I liked Eric Cartman as Brad Pitt in World War <laughs> <Z. laughs> I always support Eric Cartman. Yeah. For real. Um, the World War Z game, it, it is a lot of fun. I mean, I, I can't say that I got too into it. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is, it is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, more fun than I had watching the movie, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, yeah. But I just don't like fast zombies. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I, that, that kind of takes away from it. I don't like the I don't like the fast zombies either. I'm a slow zombie guy. Yeah, they're, I am they're too. Scarier. But I, I can I don't know. It's weird. I can appreciate. I almost put them in two different categories because like it's two different. T- I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but the the the, the, the fast zombies that there's they're scarier in a way because you don't want to. I'd rather deal with a walking zombie than a. Running zombie, of course. Well, it's the same Obviously. thing as the smart zombies, like with uh, Eugene Clark playing Big Daddy in Land of the Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, he, I, you know, I mean, zombie movies scare me anyway, but I still, I don't, I won't, I don't like to watch Land of the Dead because Eugene Clark's that Big Daddy character scares the living shit out of me. Here's a question for both of you. Would I you am ra- not playing a video game and having that motherfucker chasing me. Would you, would, would you rather <laughs> deal with a quick zombie with no brains or a smart zombie that moves slow? If I were 20 again, I'd say the quick zombie <laughs> with brains. Yeah. Um, but my lower back is saying I could probably outsmart the slow zombie. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where I'm going with it. I'd go with the slow myself. How about you, Mel? What would you rather do? Uh, definitely the slow zombie. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't matter young old give me the slow zombie <laughs> yeah. I, mel, I have a better talk- chance of living if that's the case you, mel you were talking about how there was a blair witch movie now too right it's more like uh what, what do you call that when the games you don't they're not really like fighting people but you're like just kind of moving through stages finding oh the blair clues. witch game yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's an, it's it's non-combat horror that's yeah. what i call it non-combat horror yeah, it's based on the concept of uh, these. There's a couple of games that I was really into, like Outlast, Amnesia. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's non-combat and it's fucking terrifying. The Blair like strategy, Witch, like a strategy type thing, or not even strategy. Just um, you have to. It, 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 it's not. It's actually it's a waste. Puzzles and stuff. Yeah, you're solving puzzles. You're solving puzzles. Yeah, but it's scary. It's a story. You, yeah. The story's playing out more than anything else. But not having a weapon, that yeah, makes... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a no-go. Yeah, it's amazing how how just not having anything to defend yourself with changes um, your perception of the game. You, you, I get way more afraid playing Blair Witch or Outlast, or something like that, than any other kind of game, because I have no way to fight back. Yeah. And I know it's terrifying. Ammo. Yeah. And it's terrifying. The, the Blair Witch game was better 
definitely than the last Blair Witch movie. Um, maybe better than the OG Blair Witch movie. It was it was it was fantastic. Um, yeah. for a little like three four hour experience. I mean, it's it's probably something I'd never play again. Yeah. But for the for the time that I played it, it was it was a good time. What about the one for the ring? I know they said that it's more off of the books, but have yeah, you know it's played- it's it's definitely based more off of the books in Ringu. It's based more off the Japanese version of it. Um, I felt like it was good in concept, but there were some technical issues that really held it back from being immersive enough been. to be scary. Um, there was some clipping. There was some stuff that really distracted you in the experience and the load time and the loading issues and stuff like that. So it kind of held it back. I think Blair Witch is a better game. Yeah. You ever get into Gremlins? The game? Yeah. Like like for NES? NES, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had oh, it man. on the list. It was the only film we didn't talk about, so I figured I'd bring it up. Oh yeah, no. Um that was a great game actually. I mean, very very basic, you know, for its time, but I mean, 8-year-old me ate that shit up. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, but I wouldn't call that I mean it was ba- I know I know there's a open debate whether or not Gremlins oh, are yeah. movie. Newsflash, it is a horror movie by the way. Um just to let anybody out there that's doubting that possibility. Gremlins is a fucking I don't care what you say. That's terrifying when you're it's a little a kid. Scary friggin' movie. If, if you're you a little kid or even not so little kid, that's a scary movie. There's there's scary parts of Gremlins Part One. Yeah, you look. If you look yeah, at something, I, and I like how you clarified cool. Part One. <laughs> it takes yeah. the camp route. It goes more campier, like Evil Dead. Yeah, no, it, there's nothing wrong with Part Two. It just definitely leaned more into comedy than horror. Oh, for um, sure. That's why I said I liked how you clarified. Part yeah. One. Definitely. I mean, it's well, Matt just laid it out. It's the difference between Evil Dead Part One and Part Two. Yep. You've got your straight horror, and then you've got your slapstick. It's very similar to Gremlins One and Two. Yeah. And the Gremlins game, um, I think the Gremlins game was actually based on Part Two. It is. It, it is. was the new batch yeah. or whatever. Because I remember you were like Rambo, Rambo Gizmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were able to use the matchstick bow and arrow and stuff. And no, that was it was a fun little game. Oh, that's awesome! I would have loved to have played that one. <laughs> oh, it was it was it's a good time. It's a good time. Right, there, there was a Rambo game for uh, PS3 that was really yes. Good. I really yes, like that was. game a lot. Yeah, I, I've grown away from enjoying the uh, the Rambo series yeah. so much. I, I'm a big fan of First Blood, but that game was really good. Yeah, that game was really good for what it was. It, it was it was it was an experience. Yeah, it was a little different than your usual action game, which I enjoyed. I liked it because you, uh, you, you and when you die, you just come back, no matter, no questions asked. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> fucking Rambo. <laughs> Rambo don't die. Rambo He's never. Like baby's dies. kids, he don't die. He multiplies. You don't just turn it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Rambo would always be great for a game. I agree, especially like. I, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of like the Twilight Years Rambo movies. Yeah, 
I liked Rambo. I liked Last Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like the middle where they like chucked all reality out the window. Like yeah. that kind of was. I'm over it. Yeah. Like like First Blood Part Two, Rambo Three. Like I'm all set. Even even the the self titled there. Um, uh, no Part John Four, Rambo? Rambo Four, Rambo Four. John Rambo. Yeah, John Rambo. That's it. Known What's as up? the one who cuts the guy in half with a gun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I think that was okay. a German name for it. Um. But yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm just, you know, but the the more gritty Rambo, like the first movie and then like the later stuff, like I'm I'm into that. The pre- like this- you like the pre-plastic surgery? Well, the message when it was Rambo with an actual message. Yeah, about Vietnam, about Vietnam being terrible, destroying the mines, and then sending them back. You know. Yeah, yeah. when it, when it when it was about a guy struggling with PTSD, and like it actually had something to say, and it wasn't just trying to make a buck. Yeah, I want to see the Rambo commercial where Stallone plays Rambo selling like the pens or something <laughs> fucking crazy. Draw <laughs> <John> Rambo. <laughs> when I'm cutting people in half with a minigun. I don't want to shit myself. <laughs> when it comes to di- the pens, I don't cut. I don't cut quality in half. You know what I mean? There you go. There you go. There's, that's it. He's gonna start. No, he's no. gonna start packaging um, depends like um, Tom Savini's gun underwear thing in uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Sex, sex machine. machine. Sex machine. Yes, I couldn't remember his name. I like totally drew a blank. But the sex you, machine. Yeah, the visual depends right there. I've uh I I've actually I actually watched From Dust to Dawn fairly recently. Yeah. As a script research. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we won't talk about. Oh, hey. Um. Yeah. Uh, some script research. Uh. And then I watched the From. Du- I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know it's a little off topic, but the From Dust to Dawn series. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. all of it. I actually, you I know what? It. I like it a lot. I like the, the the kid who played Tarantino's part. I liked a lot. I got really yeah. Him. yeah. He was cool. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually really fucking good. Yeah, was, yeah they I didn't give it the surprised. credit. They didn't no. give it the credit or the respect that you know it deserved. They Mm-mm. kind of wrote it off too soon. I think it had some good directors on it too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's some really solid names in the uh, in the first season, which yeah. is. Uh, yeah, there's some really good names in there for guys uh, that you know, make these things that we make and they're really good at it. And I was really surprised because everything that I've seen about it, I wasn't that jazzed about. Yeah. As as far as changes they made to the formula from the movie. And no, man, I'm, I'm really glad that I like, I'm in, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. So I'm not done with it yet though. It might piss me off. I'm on season three now. That's Netflix, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is on Netflix. Yeah, I think that was the first thing I, the first series I watched when I got Netflix. Was that nice? I liked it. It's good. That's pretty good. And the first series I watched on Amazon was um, two. Uh, was it too young? Too old to die young. Too old to die young. Yeah, Nicholas uh, Winding Refn. After the after Neon Demon, instead of doing another film, he went and did a, like a mini series. Which is like a ten-part hour-long episode, each 
uh, a crime drama that's really fucking good. If you like Nicholas Winding Refn from Drive and Only God Forgives and his style, you'll really like it. I think it should still be on Amazon Prime. It's called Too Old to Die Young. Oh, shit. Very good. Check that out. Super yeah, I know, cool. right? Anytime I, anytime I suggest something now, I just watch it because I usually end up really liking it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's – I mean – yeah, if you like this, you right now. So. You want a yeah, you want a good laugh and a waste of an hour and a half of your life. Check out that new Nicolas Cage movie, Willie's Wonderland. That shit was hysterical. Why don't we? Are why didn't we interview that director, Mel? What the fuck? We can. I, um, Pat and Ashes just had. Oh, Leo, his family's going up for ransom, dude. <laughs> I, I I've actually already seen Willie's Wonderland. I was. I, mean, I have too. I'm a it's huge, on, huge Nick Cage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like an hour and a half, he says absolutely nothing. Which it's is fucking amazing. Hysterical. Because it's like, it's like Wilson in, in <laughs> Castaway. Like, that's how he's it, killing all of these, like, it's fucking, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, great. It's, I love it's it. It's so good. We're it's Colorado so good. space people. We're Colorado space people at the show. Oh, I, I, yeah, with Nicolas Cage, yes, but that movie was just. I'm anything Nick Cage. Yeah, it, but th- that was just that was just on a whole different anybody, level for him because it's not something you would normally. Especially Nick Cage and SpectreVision. Everything that he's been doing with SpectreVision, I'm all over. Have you heard the new ep- the episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie with Richard Stanley? Oh yeah. If anybody out there hasn't, go check it out. You can hear what it is like to work with Nicolas Cage, with a director actor relationship, and what it's like when he goes full Cage up on that fucking set. Oh man! Oh Yakasha! Oh. Um, Colorado Space is my favorite movie that came out last year. Great movie, love it. Uh-oh. No, it, it, it's that's a mind that that movie's a mind fucking a half when you first watch that. Well, like, and even when you <laughs> and even now, like every time I watch it, it just I I know I love when you watch rewatch a movie for like the millionth time and you're still noticing things about it. But, but that's the thing about that's the thing about Colorado Space, right? Like, it, you just the sentence Richard Stanley is going to direct Nicolas Cage in an adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft story, and I go, "That's so fucking crazy! It's going to work," yeah. and it did. It was yep, so take good. my money. So good. <laughs> oh, I had I bought that Blu-ray. I had that Blu-ray day fucking one. Yep. Yeah, great flick. Needs a video game. It does need a video game. I would play a Colorado Space video game in like eight seconds. Oh my god! Did you imagine the scene where the mom and the little and the the little boy are like melting in together in a video game? Like I know, I know that nobody can see me right now because this is an audio podcast. But I am grinning like a little kid. That is, I was gonna that say, what you do? Cream on, you just creamed in your pants over that one. Yeah, no, I'm a little fucking excited <laughs> about that shit. That sounds awesome. Maybe we should pitch that idea. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, you could do the old HP Lovecraft universe. I'm surprised there isn't a video game in that. There are a couple of uh, HP right, Lovecraft games. Um. Yeah. There's the Sinking City, which was uh, very based on Shadow over Innsmouth, um, the Dagon stuff, Call of Cthulhu, um, very in that piece, the the the, the northeastern America 
creepy island off the coast of Boston kind of yeah kind of you very very love very deep Lovecraftian and then there was the Call of Cthulhu which is very much a lot of the same just a very different style of game yeah but no both of them are awesome uh, now it's like I want to now it's like I want to find them all find the systems that they're on and play um yeah. Both of those are available on PS4 now. Oh, really? oh, awesome. Even better. Are you guys aware there was a, a Bloodwings Pumpkinhead's Revenge video game? Nope. That one's new on me. Fucking for part two, and I'm a big fan of uh, Bloodwings. I, I, I think, uh, you know, Pumpkinhead. I like the character of Pumpkinhead, so to play great, him. Great character. The franchise doesn't even start to go downhill till part three. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was uh i love blood wings i a big fan of that one for some reason well because it's good that's why it's cheesy fun um i i like he he, he breaks somebody over the knee uh and one of the last episodes i talked about my, my my fascination with spines breaking in horror films yeah spines breaking the new mortal kombat movie that new okay, trailer yeah. oh, oh, my oh my god that movie looks so good. Yeah, the best and thing it still James relates to video did. games. So I'm like all over that. I think they picked a great time to decide to reboot that movie. I completely agree. I completely agree. It's the best thing James Wan's done since the first Saw. Whoa! Um, which was a movie Saw had its own game as well. It did. Yeah. It did. Did you play which- it? wasn't half bad. It was uh, it was an adventure game. It was a point-and-click kind of deal, like crime scene investigation and stuff. Yeah. And eventually, you know, it leads to escaping Jigsaw's traps or whatnot. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't... I think it was a little ahead of its time because the, the adventure game model hadn't yeah. really caught on again, like when The Walking Dead got the game and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a little ahead of its time, so I don't think it did very well. But it was it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But I like all kinds of video games. I like this stuff pandemic needs to end. I'm going to go to James' house. We're going to all sit around, and we're going to play video games. Well, there was um, – James said something earlier about he's been, you've been to what, all the best, like the five or six arcades locally or something like that, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's that real big one in New Hampshire? That, oh, the one on the at Hampton Beach. I yeah. think it might be. I know that it's it's like a notorious one. Um, I, I'm sure you've probably seen uh, King of Kong, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think they shot like a lot of that championship there. And the yeah, dude, no, they do. They do a lot of tournaments at that arcade. I want to go to that. I want to do a little tra- little trip. We should get some people together. For I've, that. Yeah, I've that. been. I went there once in like 2005, and I haven't been there since. But that arcade was dope. I'm trying to think of that dude's name. Uh, he's like the best villain that ever, like in the world. He, um, he's uh, he's like there were in in King of Kong. There's like a good guy, so to speak, and then there's the bad guy, and they're staring yeah. off. And Mitch uh, Mitchell, Mike Mitchell, um, man, I'll, I'll I'll remember it a little later. But he's like this. Uh, they later found out he cheated, like recently. And they tried to, it was like a big ordeal. Yeah, no, they, the high score was stricken away from them and everything. It was a big what to do. 
it's funny that they get so serious with it, but I mean, it's what they like. So you can't, you know, who's to say what's not serious to them. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to go to that place. I've heard about it for years. That documentary has probably been out for maybe like 15 years now. And this is the get go. And it's so close. And they're probably, unfortunately, going to fucking shut it down soon because I doubt it was I doubt it was that lucrative one before COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a damn shame. Um, I've been like I said when I was in the street when I was more into the street fighter scene when I was a was younger, more competitive man. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I just I can't keep up. I I love Street Fighter and I still play Street Fighter, but I am. One 14-year-old that's cracked out on Adderall away from disaster. I just, I don't have the motor control I used to when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a competitive tournament player anymore. But when I was, the, there was some fixtures and that was, that arcade was one of them. Yeah. Where a lot of stuff went down in that regard. Billy Mitchell, that's his name. Yes. I want to. I really want to have him on this. I'd love to get him as a guest. Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's funny. He's he's such a villain. It's great. Well, we just had our we just had our female show, so that can be your male show. Well, there was a villain. Are you trying to say there was a villain on the female show? No, not at all. Okay, and needed a villain is what he, what we're saying here. Every female <laughs> show needs a villain. I agree. No, we all we all got along beautifully. <laughs> No, I know. Everybody that was on screen got along perfectly fine. I know. I know. King of Kong. You see, we're going to go do the King Kong part two. The three of us. You know, I'm not very good at kid, Don, Donkey Kong. No, we're going to cheat like Billy Mitchell. All right, perfect. <laughs> I want to sit down with Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell seems like a dude that doesn't want to meet anybody because he feels like everybody's either trying to he feels like everybody's trying to steal from him, even though he has nothing. And then, like, uh, I don't know. He's a weird dude. But I want to meet him, so I guess he's doing something right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Because he fits in with us. We, you said the second you say the word weird, that's our kind of people. He might be more like. I don't know. He might be too weird for you, Mel. Yeah, he might be lie. like. He's one of those dudes. Like, I feel like if, if, if you're on the edge, I could bring you out of the, a weirdness and get you get you. Get you friendly, but I don't know if I could. He just seems so like he's gonna out pull there. you deeper. Yeah, and he has this me against. He's like two pockets, like me against the world attitude. <laughs> well, they tried to they tried to take his world record away from him. Well, I think this too. Even I'd if I pissed. cheated, well, cheated or not cheated, if they're trying to take it away from me, I'd be pissed. I know, that's the funny thing. Like, you, know, you, know, you know, you're not supposed to look into me cheating. Come on, guys. <laughs> that's not fair. That documentary is funny because even the, like the judges, they're like, you could tell them that they're wrong and they'll change their mind. Like if they, yeah. were, they were like, Billy, you're cheating. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not. They're like, no, you're right, Billy. You're not cheating. That That's like exactly. how they were. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't we're shut not, down our arcade, Billy. I mean, let's, let's put it in perspective, right? Yeah. It, we're not, we're not talking about who's got the nuclear launch codes, like who, yeah. who's got the football. It's fucking a high score in Donkey Kong. Like no one gives a shit. There's like eight <laughs> people in the whole fucking world that give a shit about the high score in Donkey Kong. 
That you know, I should say there's eight people under the age of maybe sixty four that give a fuck about the high score of Donkey Kong. I remember the dude that ran that arcade looked like the fucking old guy from the end of Home Alone. Like the guy from uh from uh, what's that um oh man. That Gein movie. Um Deranged. You guys have oh, shit. Deranged? Yeah. 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 He looks like that dude. Well, oh, there, there will not be. Maybe they'll make an episode. They'll make a nice uh, video game of our episode someday. That's all we can hope for. I'd play a shock treatment video game. I, I support that. I've always wanted to do one because every now and then you'll see, like, in people's Indiegogo pages, they do like the real eight bit video game of like one level game of like their movie or whatever. Um, and if you know what you're doing, I guess it's not that hard, but you just got to know what you're doing, you know? Well, I mean, it's, uh... Can we get one of the box? The the box, the video game? Imagine that. I want to find someone who can do this. Take I wouldn't that. even... <laughs> script for the video game. I wouldn't even know... Silent. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to... I mean, nobody wins in that. That's an unwinnable scenario. It's like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I want to put people through that? I'm you trying to entertain them. I don't want to put them through hell. Go to you, different rooms. Because you're entertaining them while you're putting them through hell. Nah, I just do that. I, I just put my actors through hell. I don't put anybody else through hell. <laughs> we got to make a COVID, a COVID video game. Uh, the box, the video game. How would that even play out? How would that work? Like, congratulations, you finished the game. You die. Exactly. That gets them ready for the sequel. Yeah. Marketing. You got to think about how to market it. Mark, you know, merchandising. You know, (laughs) little plush boxes, little plush, plushy toy boxes, little coffins, little little plushy, ramshackled together coffins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I mean. (laughs) I guess. I guess so. Maybe I just people- love the fact that I completely threw you off with that comment. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know, even know how how we'd approach it. Maybe if it was like a prequel. Maybe if like we went back in time to like when the priest first like yeah. locked her up in in the box, like that might work. Prequels were always a good move for video games because like he had to win at something to get her into the coffin, right? Yep. So, like, there's a story there, maybe, where it might have, like, a, you know, player comes out on top ending. Now he's going to go to sleep thinking about this. I bet you can figure (laughs) out a video game for anything. I, I, maybe. Maybe. Speaking of that, I once seen a home improvement video game. Are you familiar with that? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was Super Nintendo Genesis era, I believe. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Anything. Video yeah, that was that was atrocious. That was like Tim Allen throwing hammers at people. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, I remember like... Very yeah, strange. It like didn't make sense. The whole plot to it, I remember, was kind of weird. There was a yeah. Jaws video game, a couple of Jaws video games. There were. There was Jaws and Jaws the Revenge, and they yeah. were both on NES, and they were both the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, they were. It was the same game. You changed the name. <laughs> no, no. Here, here's the thing. So they put out Jaws when Jaws the Revenge came out. And 
it the the game was still based on Jaws the Revenge, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Chief Brody and Quint and the Orca. It was Mike Brody on a boat with his friend hunting the shark, and then you had to okay. So, but this game didn't work, yeah, quite how they thought it would, because you hunt the shark in the boat. And then when you find the shark, you get out of the boat and swim around trying to avoid the shark. And if you avoid the shark, you win. But there's really one fundamental question here I got to ask. And I wanted to ask the game developers for about 30 years now. Why are you going to get out of the fucking boat? Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. Why why am I going to go hunt down a 30-foot great white shark and go, now's the time for a swim. Now we test our metal. No. <laughs> I'm going to look at him from the boat and go, can we go home? Yep, exactly. Can we go fucking home? This leviathan wants to eat us. I would like to go home now. I don't want to be his toothpick. Let's go. <laughs> Bingo. Exactly. Why would anybody in the right fucking mind go, that's the ticket. That's it. I'm going to get out of the boat. This is how we beat the fish. Are you ready? <laughs> this is how we beat the fish. <laughs> like, no. Bad, terrible idea. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's in the shark game that's big right now, uh, like shark versus man or something like that. Man eater. Shark eater, man eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man eater. That, that came out last year, call, uh, a few months back. I believe it was like September-ish, something like that. My nephew's onto something with video games and sharks. It's baby shark, oh, the but baby shark yeah. <laughs> Scary. He's working that, his way up. He's only five. <laughs> for all the jokes I've heard about this baby shark thing, I've never actually heard what's up with the baby shark. I've never heard this baby shark song. Yes, I don't wait, know guess what I'm going to send you in your messenger. <sighs> you don't want that. Ask and you shall receive. Well, I will be more enlightened, at least. <laughs> it's like the Baby Shark song, for some reason, it's very reminiscent of Lamb Chop and the song that never ends. See, I know that one. That's I don't like baby, it. That's, that's my nephew's... Baby, that's my nephew. Baby Shark is my nephew's song that never ends. Mm-hmm. Like, Lamb I Chop's hear it, and I just, I just start twitching. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see my face? Yeah. No, I don't approve. No. What, what was that lady? <laughs> the, the lamb chops lady. What was her name? Sherry. Sherry something. I can't remember her last name. At her the her poor souls trapped in those yeah. dolls. Yeah, she passed away recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was closer to the when the show was on. It's like a while back. Could have been. Oh, it could have been more wow. recent. I, I I heard somebody from Lamb Chop died. Not for nothing. Always have that weird. So, there's been so many celebrity deaths over the last couple of years. Like everybody that we grew up watching, uh, yeah, they're almost all gone now. They've been coming in hot. The, the, yeah. the celebrity deaths have uh, the last like 2019, 2020. Not so much yet, 2021, but we're just getting started. We're just so. getting started. I mean, there's been a hand, there's been a lot yeah. of them, but not yeah. as many that it's been quite a few. Yeah. Not too many that are directly like horror related. No, but well, there's not many. Yeah. There's not many left. Exactly, horror related either. We got to put Betty White in a bubble. I know. Mm, Ninety nine. 
Betty Wines. And she still looks fantastic. Well, when you're rich. These, yeah, true you're, story. You're allowed to, you know. Still look good at 100. At yeah, almost exactly. 100. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing, you know. You get to hang out. She kind of, she made her money. She's still making her royalty checks. She probably stays at home. She gets plenty of sleep, eats right, tries not to be stressed. Smokes a blunt every day. Huh? Smoke a blunt every day? (laughs) Yeah, she smokes a blunt every day. That's her secret to staying alive and healthy and young. She's more of a a cocaine person, I heard. (laughs) But she drinks, she mixes her cocaine with whiskey. There was a famous musician that did that every morning. She's not Julia Childs. Julia Childs is dead. That's why she's not Julia Childs. <laughs> you know, Julia Childs was like a uh, CIA or something like that, supposedly. She was. She was actually a counter terror, counter Nazi in in the World War II. She was the American equivalent of what Christopher Lee was. Which was like kind of like Christopher Lee was basically doing what the Inglorious Bastards are doing. He was going behind enemy lines and sewing like horror yeah. as a part of the British SAS. And I've always found Christopher Lee to be a very fascinating man um, for that fact. And I actually think that like his horror contributions, he actually kind of really brought something unique to it because he was a scary motherfucker yeah he was doing some like heinous shit to like nazis in like their their home turf and stuff so yeah, yeah. but she was she was like julia childs was like you know like a counter spy which is like that's intense shit because it's like oh, okay you're making a souffle is there like human flesh in there like what are you doing right fight she's a big woman she was a big one. I wouldn't want to tassel with her shit. No. Like John Lithgow and uh, The World According to Garb. You know Seriously, mean? though. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The World According to Garb. What a dark movie. Does he die at the end? What do you guys think? Think he's dead? I've always said so. Yeah. I've always thought so. I, I think that that's what the whole point of the movie was. No. Yeah. Really. It's it was it was it was that cycle of life and death. And yeah, if, he, like, if he wasn't really dead, they would have already figured out a way to make a sequel. Well, they they can't. They, we're we're talking about Hollywood people. here. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of logistical issues with making a, a sequel of the world according to Garp now. Um, Garp can't make the show. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're going to call it The World According to Garb's Son. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. It was, I mean, this, half that cast is Dead. no longer with us. Especially the main event. I know. World's <laughs> no, but I'm saying, Garb. like, they, they just, Hollywood just loves to reboot everything. Well, they were, re- they were getting ready to redo, uh, they were doing another, uh, this is Doubtfire, I believe, was in the pipeline. When it he, is. When he passed, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, there was supposed know. to be a there was supposed to be a sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, oh, don't get me started, especially after Aladdin. It won't no. happen now, Mel. But no, originally, well, Robin Williams was going to be in it originally, Mel. No, it wasn't going to be a remake, Mel. It was going to be a sequel. It was a sequel. The live action Aladdin. No, oh, no. Mrs. Doubtfire. No, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I was gonna say, like, please don't don't ruin another Robin Williams movie. 
the uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it would have been interesting. It probably would have been. A, it probably would have been like a Netflix movie, realistically, if you think about it. Direct That's probably where it would yeah. have ended up. It would have ended up there, or like Amazon Prime or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't think it ever would have hit the theaters. No. Yeah, direct to direct to DVD release. No, it would it would have gotten a streaming release for sure. Well, his last couple of films, I think, were all kind of straight to video. Unfortunately, I love Robin Williams all the way up into the end. Very sad. Probably, yeah. probably one of the most like wow deaths that I think we've had in a long time. Like I'm trying to think of the last time I had a really wow. We you know Philip Seymour Hoffman was kind of wow, but like after you you know you understand the situation and I see uh, yeah. there's an accident and stuff. You know what I mean? But the Robin Williams thing that he knew he knew what he was doing. It was like wow because you, you really when you think of like celebrities and like who, who, who you think some of the coolest people would be. You think he'd be one of the cooler people. No, I mean, I think it's just when you have someone that's so revolutionary, that just changes so much about how we look at things in, in Robin Williams case comedy. Yeah. Um, he was from the get go. He was uh, an act all his own and he changed a lot um namely about how comedians are treated in film and he bro- he's one of the few guys him and Jim Carrey really that broke over from comedy to do start doing dramatic stuff yeah um and did and exceedingly well in both departments yeah and he was just a lightning rod talent, and he just he just got. I mean, his career up until that point, like he had just gotten hooked up with the best people. Like he worked with Spielberg, he worked with he worked with everybody. He worked with everybody at one point or another. I mean, and every actor and everything that he did, it was just such an iconic, you know, career over three decades. That and he is just he would never expect a man to be depressed. Mm-hmm. And then you find that out. And I mean, like celebrities in general, they don't, they don't really affect me right. generally day to day. I couldn't give a shit, but Robin Williams. Yeah. I took a minute. I stopped. I had to breathe. I had to make sure I was still on planet earth because yeah. that was just like, you know, Robert, Robert, Robin Williams. Sorry. I mean, that's my childhood. That's my, <laughs> My teenager years, that's my early twenties, like 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 iconic films that like I remember the day and date where I was when it came out kind of stuff. And yep. uh, to have him leave the world feels like, you know like you know, for us horror guys, it's when Romero when yeah. it was announced Romero died. It was it's a lightning rod moment. You know, you, you don't forget it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I couldn't think of another uh, death that was like wow that I was like wowed by like that it was big that was a big one remember when mm-hmm. Wes Craven died when Wes Craven died and Toby died That those were kind of wow moments because they're so iconic and they, they yeah. both died young when you really think about it they both died yeah. young yeah and uh you know by today's standards yes they by were today's definitely standards. Young. yeah 
And you take it, you know, we're, we're all fans here. You know, you take into consideration you'll never get to meet them and stuff like that. It would have been cool, you know, with the convention circuit and shit like that. Yeah, and I never did get to meet Craven or Hooper, yeah. which is a shame because they're definitely like they're, they're they sit they sit comfortably in my top five directors all right. the time. Yeah, you know? sure. And I would love to pick their brains. I would I would love to just have five minutes to right. sit down and talk to them about something. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, you can't yeah. can't talk about modern horror without talking about both of those guys. No. You know what I mean? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have modern horror if it wasn't for those guys. It's very you sad, know? you know. As we get older, you know, it's, those things. It's going to keep happening. It's it's, keep it's, happening. it's it's something that doesn't stop. It's the march of time, and we can't yeah. we can't escape it. The only thing that we can do as as artists and creators is, you know, tee up some stuff. For the public to decide whether or whether or not it's a classic or not, and keep that memory alive, and to keep and to keep it going, exactly is keep horror going, even if they don't tee us up to be the next Wes Craven or the next Toby Hooper. Like, as long as there's people out there trying, like somebody will get the job. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's good advice for anybody. You know, make the best of life. There is no reset button. Nope. There is no three lives like horror video games. No. So, bringing it back. This was a great episode about horror movie video games. Mm. James, thank you very much, sir, for being a part of this episode. Thank you for having me, man. Love, love being on, always. We'd love to have you back for us the second part to this. Fuck yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Where we talk about, I think, video, next up will be video games. That entered the horror movie world, mm. as opposed to the flip side, which we. This was a very positive episode. I feel like that one's going to be a very negative episode. Well, so it's kind of the two worlds. Well, they balance each other out. Yeah, it has the potential. <laughs> it has the potential to be whatever it would like to be. Yeah, <laughs> it has not been written yet. That's true. But you know, there's there there's many a good things to talk about. There'll be some bad, I'm sure, to talk about as well. Oh, there'll mm-hmm. be a lot of bad to talk about. Mm-hmm. You no, know, but <laughs> some people even some people like the bad stuff more than the good stuff sometimes. So that's true. That's true. There's a balance. There's a balance. Yep. That's what... So with that being said, we'll catch all y'all out there on the next episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. 